Hello, everybody, and welcome to the September episode of Askler. Uh, I will be your host today. My name is James, and I am joined by Serge. Hello, good morning. And Santa Claus? I am here from the North Pole to bear gifts of answering your questions. Oh, oh, oh. Damn. This is a good get. We got Santa Claus, y'all. Santa Turns Claus. Out our Zoom calls are a little bit fuzzy sometimes, but happy to be yeah. here. <laughs> Sweet. It's actually, it's, uh, it's Nelson. For the people who are uh, only listening and not watching, and you lied a, to me. There's a green screen gag with the North Pole. It's a whole thing. You should go check oh. it out on YouTube. Uh, speaking of YouTube, um, YouTube memberships, which is where we get these questions from. And I'm going to be honest, we didn't get a whole lot of questions this month. So if you are a YouTube member, which I know there are more members than we got questions this month, um, if if you are, uh, be sure to ask a question. You'll find a link in the description below uh, for where to uh, go to ask those questions. Heather posts something in the community tab uh, that is only visible by members every month for you to ask questions. She lets you know who's going to be there. Uh, it, it's a it's a whole system. It works really well, uh, but we need you to go and ask questions. And if you aren't a YouTube member and you want to ask questions, well, then hit that little join button below. Uh, give us some dollary dues every month and you get to ask us questions. And chances are we'll answer them if they are good. Um, so, you know, ask questions. YouTube membership. Thank you. You're great. Also, of course, thank you to everybody over at the Patreon, over at patreon.com slash loading ready run. Uh, huge amounts of support over there. Thank you so much. Couldn't do this without you. Um, and uh, yeah, hearts. Hearts. Santa Claus um, says, do your homework, YouTube members. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> All right. Well, we already have a shtick for this episode. That, that so that's great. Um, but I guess let's just get. You know what? No, let's not get started with the with the uh, the questions yet. Serge, are you being a naughty boy, James? How's your day? My day's doing good, actually. I had family visiting for a long time. I was, to be honest, I was a little bit worried about you know if they were going to respect boundaries, and it was absolutely lovely. It was just like really, really, really nice. Everyone was chill. After not having gotten to see anybody for over 18 months, it was really, really, really nice. Oh, and it's only 9.43 a.m. and you did all of that today. That's yeah, Oh, God, yeah. I'm very efficient, <laughs> Very efficient. Yeah. Uh, Nelson? I don't know if I've been up for as long as Surge, but yeah, fairly productive <laughs> morning. Uh, I don't know. I don't think, like, as as of the time I left my house, I don't think my puppy had Peter pooed inside. I think we got right, you have a puppy today. Yeah, yeah, I've got a new little dog. She's not here on the podcast, but what's uh, her name? Her name's Nissa. Nissa. My ah! family let me call her Nissa. Yeah, oh, that's pretty good. that's so great. Um, yeah, so hung out with her, hung out with the kids, made them some waffles. It's Saturday morning here, my wow, time of recording. To, I need to yeah. not live here and live with Nelson. <laughs> You get puppies and waffles on a Saturday morning? Like, come on. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Well, if we if we start a commune, you're invited, James. Hell yeah. Hey, James. Yeah. How's your morning? It's good. Uh, I got I got my new phone set up. I have a nice Ooh. new shiny uh, iPhone 13 Pro. Why do I'm you very have four excited. cameras? Uh, it's only three cameras. Oh, what's the, the four flashes? smaller lens? The, I think that's the flash or the LiDAR or <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's the camera the government uses to watch me. Who knows? Um, so I'm excited about that. And I uh, I finished posing my little new robot baby. 
which right, I'm you're all about the gunpla about. nowadays, aren't you? It's so much fun. That's your third gunpla. It's, it's my third third robot baby, mm. uh, and it's just super chill, uh, and it's a ton of fun, and I am I'm really enjoying it. So, how long before Lure gets into model trains and we just have a track that goes all around the moon base? <laughs> oh, <laughs> up in like the ceilings and like through the T bar tiles and like oh down through the and then studios. we attach lights and cameras to it for more dynamic shots. <laughs> We're, we're getting old. We're going to realize that if you like building gunpla models, you're going to like building model trains. Model right? trains are so... So the, the the hobby store that you can buy gunpla in the city also does model trains. Yeah. They yeah. are wildly expensive. Yeah. It's absurd how much, like, a caboose costs. It's just because of spare boomer money, I'm sure. It's not <laughs> that there are any more to make than gunplas. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, all right. Pleasantries are out of the way. Uh, let's, let's jump into these questions. Uh, first one. Uh, is from Eric, which says, "One, wi uh, what's one of your favorite things about fall? Uh, and I will say it is uh, the third day of fall here in Victoria or in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, I would say it's still like late summer, um, very early fall in Victoria. I hate to um, correct you. Technically, fourth day, the solstice was, or the equinox rather, was the 21st. It's the 22nd. 25th. No, it's a, it was no, the 22nd. It's the 21st. It's always the 21st. It's Google how the it. equinox and the solstices Go are on the 21st. Google boys, it. boys, boys, boys. <laughs> You're both being naughty. What do you mean, Google James, it? You got the day wrong. Was Serge, you're actually in your friend. Equinox. I mean, I didn't want to. Equi do it. What do, do you it. mean the 22nd? Ah! How freaking dare you, internet? How could Google be wrong? Hold Get on. Get your farmer's almanac for Christmas this year. <laughs> I thought they were always on the 21st. I thought that's literally how it worked. I'm going to be honest with you, Serge. I also thought that, but both the spring and fall equinox have been on the 22nd this year, and I don't know why. Wait. I'm sure there's a logist, like there's a, a reason for it. Leap year. It's because of leap year. Probably. Sure. Let's. Let's blame the leap year. Why does it fall on different dates? In reality, it can happen... Oh, okay, the spring one, not just the 21st, can happen on the 19th, 20th, or 21st. Oh. Hmm. Why? brain is exploding. Do we need to call a farmer? Farmers would know. Yeah, get, get a farmer on the line, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> <Or a druid. laughs> Unfortunately, druid I don't know any farmers. Uh, anyways. Yeah, I'm closing Google. I can't right now. <laughs> Serge, what's your favorite thing about fall? Serious answer or joke answer? Uh, let's go joke answer first. Let's do both, uh, but then make us try to figure it out. Oh, yeah, there you okay. go. Okay, all right, all right, okay. So, same delivery. Uh-huh. Scarves. Uh-huh. My legs are no longer sweaty. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that the serious answer is the, the leg sweat thing. Leg sweat, serious answer. Because I feel like it's a bitch. little early for scarves in Victoria in in the fall. Although it might be, you do get cold pretty easily. I feel like Serge does wear scarves. He does. Oh, he definitely God, does wear scarves, scarves because he, Serge gets very cold. Wait, wait, wait! I'm backing it up. Okay. They're both serious answers. Oh. I'm calling foul play. Serge mind gamed us into thinking that there was us. a red herring, but there's not. What a jerk! Okay, Serge. The serious answer is scarves. The Aww. less serious answer is my legs getting sweaty. Oh, Serge. so there's this there's this in between period between summer and fall, the transition that we like to call it, or mm -hmm. the falling <laughs> of temperatures. Hey, uh -huh. where is that? I why they to... call it the fall? Wait, well, hold on. Oh, it all, it all makes sense now. <laughs> Get a farmer on the line. <laughs> that was pretty good. I almost spit coffee all over the streaming computer. <laughs> yeah, because I I hey. think it's cool enough to wear jeans, and then I hustle somewhere, and then my my shins are sweaty in jeans, mm. and there's nothing more uncomfortable than having sweaty legs in pants. If I was wearing shorts, I wouldn't care, but it's that that 
I get debated by the weather, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, serious answer scarves. All right. Uh, Nelly. One of my favorite things about fall is the Ristic Studies video on Guilds of Ravnica. <laughs> okay. Like, I watch it every year now? Direction and Magic a lot. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like, that video came out whenever it was, three years ago or something. And it was just like, oh, yeah, this is all right. And, like, everything he was talking about, I was like, oh, I can see it now. I think I kind of there's some baseline level of appreciating this when I first opened the packs, but I didn't notice it as much as you're explaining, right? Like, Oh, right. It's called night of autumn and stuff. Oh yeah. There's all these colors. And like, it looks like that to evoke this sense of like, you know, comfortable decay, right? Like the natural, the, the fall experience, right? Everything's dying a little bit. Yeah. You know, but it's not, we're not mad about it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Go check out Ristic studies if you haven't already. What, what about like we're a, all dying, but we're not mad about it. Love that's it. a that is that was a very subtle sip of your coffee there. Mm -hmm. You want to bring that uh, mug back sure, in the yeah. shop for just a second? Oh. <laughs> very nice. Very. I definitely had this answer prepared. I actually did though. I did have this answer prepared before I grabbed this Ristic Studies mug out of the uh, out of the Moonbase cupboard. We like Sam a lot. It turns out, um, which is a good okay. dude. Yeah, dude, pretty cool dude. Other things I like about fall. Um, I like watching the uh, struggle over pumpkin spice. I don't actually like the pumpkin spice myself Ooh, a lot. Yeah. But I do like to watch the pumpkin spice war. The discourse. The, yeah. The, I like people yeah. taking each other down. And then there's the next level of like, stop taking people down for like a pumpkin spice. And then I'm like, okay, how many turtles up can we go on this? Yeah. You know? So are like you a fan of the, uh, the, the John Oliver uh, pumpkin spice bits that they do every year? Oh, I'm, I'm like caught up on the last year worth of weekend or week, weekend last up to not. That last week tonight, yeah. thank you. But I don't know what the pumpkin spice bits are. I haven't Ooh, been watching it for years. Okay, you yeah. should go Google the pumpkin pumpkin spice bits, pumpkin spice latte bits from last week tonight. This year's was okay. particularly good. Um, How about you? So um, my birthday. Mm. Not really. I don't actually care. Uh, <laughs> it just seems like the obvious answer because it is in October. Um, I mean, the actual answer is just the weather, um, specifically in Victoria, um, especially like late afternoon. Like, I don't think there's anything that beats a, like, golden hour walk in the fall in Victoria on when it's not raining. Because obviously we do get a decent amount of rain here, um, and the fall tends to be pretty wet. Uh, but it's also just crisp and and gorgeous and great sunsets, and it's just great. Those are That's my favorite part, just late afternoon walks uh, in the fall are fantastic. Um and I look forward to doing them very soon. So, uh, all right. That was a good first question. Next question coming from Nap. For Nelson and Serge, do you have any advice for a future magic judge? Yes, we do. Do you want to go first, Serge? I guess the question here is, are they already on the road to become a judge? And thus they know the steps and they're looking for like, so you're a brand new judge, here are some tips. Or was the question they want tips on how to become a judge yeah so, i think both from the long yeah, point, yeah. I, it, it does look like the um the the question was expanded upon i want to become one and know oh. the rules <laughs> of the games fairly well but i'm very nervous about having to make calls on disputes and unclear about situations which so i think is fair because like yeah. I, I think that's a reason why i I could probably never be a judge is because I don't I'm not a fan of confrontation uh, and there's always that possibility of it uh, in the world of magic um, probably less so 
lower down the the totem, you know, at your LGS, the chances of that happening are probably <laughs> yeah. pretty low. Nah. Though it depends on your LGS. They're both kind of shrugging there, but you know, that would be sort of my my thing. I mean, it's less confrontation and more conflict resolution, right? Because sure. you're not you're not often butting heads with people. You're often walking up to a situation where two people are heated already and you have right. to defuse it, right? Yeah. Because it's, it's pretty rare for a judge call for like nothing to happen and somebody escalates at you unless you're at a GP and somebody walks into you. Yeah. Ooh, zing. <laughs> I think the uh, highest level of um, like the competitive mindset and the, well, maybe it's not the highest level for achieving success, but it's like the highest level of grindy, sweaty anger related to competition was the PTQ which like doesn't even really happen anymore, but it's like yeah. the, the level just before where they kind of start paying you to show up and you feel like you've made it um, and, and everything below that. Like, so as it approaches that it gets more and more like likely to uh, see conflicts uh, between players over rules or over policy. Um, so certainly I would say, I want to say at your LGS, you can definitely run into people who are having a heated debate or they're, you know, they're acting like their life depends on this match of magic cards and it can fall on you to, you know, carry the situation forward and resolve it somehow. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's all right to start off playing regularly at a scene and then trying to get yourself known for knowing the rules without being a judge. And then you'll you'll end up getting called on for that kind of help if there isn't already a judge at the LGS where you play. If there is already a judge at the LGS where you play, then they're going to be your main resource for answering these questions. Um, and then, yeah, I, the other thing is like, a lot has changed since Serge and I started out and become judges. There's Judge Academy now and the rules for exactly how you get hired and stuff. And, and the path is different. Although like Judge Academy, fantastic resource for new judges and, and would be or might be judges. Um, it wasn't all kind of laid out in nearly as much detail or oh, as God, easy to no. access as yeah. it is now in Judge Academy. Yeah. Um, so definitely hit that up. But yeah, in, in terms of just the specific, like how to... Um, how to feel confident going through your your tournament when you don't know all the rules like number one thing this is gonna sound a little stupid or, or weird or surprised like don't give wrong rulings <laughs> like when you don't know the when you don't know the answer to a question let the players know yeah you can let them know that you're going to yeah. go you're going to need more time and you're going to yeah. go and take it um or you can let them know that you're not entirely sure on this ruling and you don't know what the correct rule should be and if there isn't time like or if somebody's and you're playing magic you don't have access to the internet um or if you're googling it like doesn't uh successfully get you there in the time that they need to complete the match you know you'll you're, you can let them know you're making a decision and then that might be wrong but you need to move the tournament along like the tournament organizer will help you at this point right yeah. but yeah like the main thing is just don't feel like you have to give that ruling in like two seconds, right? When we're at the table, just tell them you need more time and you're going to leave and come back. That was a huge, like, like level up for me as a judge. Yeah. I was going to give literally the exact same advice. Um, judges are humans. You don't, you are not expected to have every single rule of magic internalized and memorized. That's impossible. There's too much of it. So be confident to step away and ask for time. I mean, Which, I, I will. I, I will say, I, just in general, I think Nelson's advice is true for life. Yeah. I think that is something that uh, you will, uh, or at least I found I learned with age um, and probably wish, and as most people did, that they would be more willing to say, I don't know when they were younger. Um, it's probably just one of my biggest pieces of advices for anybody. It's just like, if you don't know something, just be okay not knowing it and go figure it out. 
So, yeah, and be like okay letting the rest of the world know that you yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah, be okay yeah, yeah. admitting it to yourself. Yeah. And oftentimes at YJ or whatever, I'll have conversations with the players before I leave the table where I'm like, yeah, sure don't know what happens when this clone resolves <laughs> when all these other things are on the table. I think it's this. And then I might ask the players, like, does that sound right? Yeah. Um, if you, you know, if it's a small tournament, they're your only other people that you can talk to. And often the players are a wealth of knowledge. When you're at a GP or whatever, you can just go hit other judges. But yeah, I'm, take I'm time. a very big fan of checking in with the players before you leave too. This is the call. This is how it's going to go. How do you feel about this? Does this make sense? Yeah. Because there is, there's an appeal process. I mean, not as much at a local store if you're the only judge, if there's like 12 people there, but at a larger event, there is a chance for people to call you or ask for another judge to come in and double check it. And that's okay too. Don't take that personally. I've had friends at like PTQ specifically appeal my call because historically other people have given a ruling that's more favorable to them. Right. <laughs> Wow. And you're like, okay, that's kind of weird. I think literally Jeremy White pulled that on me one time too, uh, specifically about a Bob trigger. Oh, I was right like, that's that. a beneficial trigger, uh, you know, sorry. And they're like, oh, sorry. Sometimes it's uh, it's actually detrimental trigger and it goes the other way. And I'm just going to try and see if I can get that call. And I'm like, all right, thanks, Jer. I think Whatever. Jer would have been playing a PTQ right around when the rules for handling triggers was changing. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing, too, is like, yeah, the rules are going to change. And so sometimes players will, like, get into arguments because they know the rules from two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like not that long ago, right? Fair. So be cool. confident in not knowing stuff. That's totally okay. We're all humans. You're going to do great. Excellent. All right. Next question comes from Michael. This is for uh, Nelson and I. Since Surge has started a streaming advice podcast, plug plug, is there one piece of advice or one area about streaming you think you would be uh, would be vital to have addressed? Nelson, I've got a good one. Yeah, I'm like right at. I'm kind of. I've been a baby streamer for a long time, but I'm I'm right at the beginning of a new baby streamer period for Nelson. More plugging. I'm trying to work on my home stream Mondays and Wednesday mornings at nine thirty a.m. Um, yeah. And so I I would love to know or have a strong sense of like. What's sort of the what's a, a realistic threshold to aim for in terms of like subs versus time you spend streaming? And like at what point should you you know expect like okay, I've hit this this uh hour marker or months, number of months um streamed or any other metric you want to see where it's like I put this much effort and time into it and I'm at this place in terms of reward, should I expect that I'm uh, near another threshold or anything like that. Does that make sense? Am I? Yeah. I think that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Although I think a, a lot of that comes down to, I mean, personal, right? Like, yeah, there's you, a ton you, of factors, obviously. It, yeah. It's like, is it reasonable for me to stream 10 hours a week and make, you know, at the end of it, make a hundred bucks? And it's just like, well, it, is that what my value might, you know, my 10 hours a week at sort of thing? Yeah. Um, which is, I mean, it's also kind of uh, one of the, like I'd say one of the things that I, I would say is um, uh, talking about knowing exactly what you want out of streaming, right? Oh, right? Being being really clear and honest with yourself when you start streaming to say, because look, realistically, you're not going to make it big, right? Sure. Statistically speaking, yeah, you are should. you are not going to yeah. find a massive audience on Twitch or really anywhere at this point. Yeah, it, it might happen, but it, it's almost assuredly not going to happen. So same being, as the rest of the entertainment business, right? Be, yeah. So being yeah. honest with yourself about um, what you're going to get out of streaming and what you want 
you, what you want to get out of it monetarily or, or, or just emotionally or, or whatever, right? Um, talking, talking about that, I think is really important. If I may, episode one of Just Streaming Podcast with Fuji, what do you want to get out of streaming? Yep, there you go. <laughs> nice. Episode two of Just Streaming Monetization and Expectations Around Money. See? There Literally the first two episodes we covered. Uh, yeah. I wanted to talk about money first. And Fuji's like, I think the most important question for anybody who's getting started streaming is what do they want to get out of it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But to answer questions, or uh, pardon me, Nelly's question directly, there is no known correlation between viewers to subs, hours streamed to monetization. It's it's all over the place. Right. And there's no pattern. It's just like, it it doesn't scale linearly. No. It's like the bigger channel, the bigger your channel gets, doesn't mean that you're like, oh great, I have ten viewers and ten subs, which means when I have a hundred viewers, I'll have a hundred subs. Doesn't work that way. Yeah, right. <laughs> like every community is different. Um, every streamer is different. It. Some people are extremely generous. Like some people subsist off of ninety percent gifted subs. Some people, every single person in their community could be subbing. It's it's all over the place. Absolutely all over the place. It. I will say though, it, it, it is. It does work out to be consistent within your own community, and it's important to learn those consistencies. Um, you know, uh, after six months of streaming, I think you can look back at at your, all of your numbers and say, "Oh, okay, like there's patterns there. I can see those patterns." Um, and are are those numbers, you know, good enough for me to continue to invest my time in this? Right. Um, and again, it comes down to what do you want out of streaming? Like, is this is this trying to be a primary source of income, a uh, little fun money on the side? Do you not care about money at all, and you just want to stream because it's it's fun and it's a way for you to spend your time and and um, you know get some enjoyment out of it? So, it's a big topic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I this is something I want to talk about more constantly. I. I love the like the meta conversations about streaming and streaming lifestyle. It's such a new industry and there's so much uncertainty and there are so few resources for people to look stuff up. It's also and it it's 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 it can be tricky to talk about too because it is so different for so many different people. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it, it would be, you know, it's one thing to go and listen to Surgeon and and Fuji talk about streaming because the majority of that information that you're giving and, and knowledge is coming from your time with us and loading ready run and your own personal home streams and stuff like that but you know somebody like you know shroud sure yeah, Ninja yeah yeah is going to have a much different experience yep. and speak yep. about streaming in much probably different ways um, oh, which is which is you know it's, it's weird yeah. it's I'm weird looking forward to checking those out yeah I, I suppose one last like big piece of advice for streaming especially if you've been doing it for a long time I mean, the, the, the easy throwaway answer is uh, don't let your self-worth be determined by your dashboard. Yeah. Like things will naturally fluctuate up and down. And just because things go down doesn't mean you're you're failing. It Like things will naturally change. And to that end, the, the very important piece of advice is don't look at short-term trends. Because like even I've been streaming for over three years and I'll see like month-long dips and then like a, a climb after something like that. So just because your subs go down or your viewership goes down, look at three month trends, look at six month trends, look at, you know, it, the, the longer the data you can have, the more. I'm... Yep. I'm okay. Well, I'm going to check out this podcast. So if you don't know about it yet, <laughs> it's called just streaming yeah. on YouTube. Yep. All right. Thanks for the plug. 
problem. All right, let's move to the next question. This is from the Anti-Muffin. Mm. Uh, let's say you're going to be a colonist on Mars. Sure. But you have to pack light. You get 10 pounds of non-essential, so not clothes, baggage weight. What's your allotment filled with? I mean, I, I think the the pretty easy, straightforward answer is um, a tremendous amount of media, right? Like, give me, uh, give me a Kindle, you know, give me give me a Kindle that's just filled with books, um, you know, give me a, a a one terabyte iPad Pro that has just you know, a tremendous amount of movies and television on them and, and maybe a Nintendo Switch that has just as many games that you can fit on your little SD card. Um, I think that's probably just the easy answer and the boring answer. Uh, so I shall turn to Surge for the funny answer. So funny thing, this, we had a, a real life example of this in RoadQuest. Because we had to right, pack yep. extremely light for yep. the excess space in the cars. And you're like, what What did you want to bring with you? Uh, ben Ben brought a bunch of commander decks. A bunch of people brought switches. I brought my coffee brewing equipment. Yep. And at the end of it, which was kind of funny, was how much downtime did we actually have in hotel rooms? Oh, man. I... <laughs> Right, like I, I don't know how much downtime you're gonna have on Mars. We had none. Get out. Yeah, we, the the bringing magic was the dumbest idea. Well, we it played... worked the first night, like the, the, or the well, second it, night. The first was, night we didn't have any time. It was the it second was on, night. It was on the ferry. Yeah, off the island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was the second night in a hundred mile it. house or whatever. Yeah, and there was yeah. all and those that mosquitoes. Was, that was literally only time we brought out our our magic card. Yeah, I don't know how much time we're gonna have for stuff like that. Right. So, like, what is maybe maybe an ice pack. Right, maybe something to, or like a heat pack, something that's a luxury item but's also practical. And like the five minutes of downtime I have between, I don't know, terraforming space potatoes or what, whatever I'm going to be, whatever I'm going to be doing on Mars. I don't know how much leisure time I'm going to have there. I mean, presumably you're going to be working long days, but you still have like downtime. Like, I my assumption is I'm going to Mars. I'm a colonist. I'm the first one there. I'm putting in 12 to 14 hour days. I still have a few hours before it's time to sleep to kick back and, you know, watch some Netflix or play some <laughs> Mario Party or something. I don't know. Um, so, I don't know. So, you're, right. what you're saying is you're not bringing your coffee kit. I mean, I want to. I mean, you might as well. I mean, sooner or later, we're going to start, you know, make growing coffee beans on Mars. We can't unlikely. have. We can't Not have. A, unlikely. What are you talking about? We We're can't have a colony on Mars. We need to yeah. grow coffee beans, sir. Yeah. Do, do you know anything about how coffee grows? No. Grows in the shade. It 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 grows. I mean, look. If we Matt Damon, if Matt Damon can grow potatoes on Mars out of his own poop, out of his own poop, <laughs> then I'm sure that you could make coffee work. I'm not saying yeah. it's good coffee. Coffee comes in a can. It was put there by a man in a factory downtown. Clearly, <laughs> right? Like factory downtown Mars. Yeah. <laughs> okay, before before next question, I have to uh, alter James's answer. He he got through that perfect answer about just bringing the obvious, packing all the media, but didn't mention music. So uh, yes, I, I I I music would all like I would bring you know an iPod, yeah, like an old school iPod that, <laughs> that has been modded wheel. that has been modded with as much storage space as possible. I mean, even the me iPad would be music, okay. Right? Um, I think it'd be smart to try to bring backups of those if you could possibly afford it, or at least backup headphones or something, because probably stuff's going to break on Mars. Yeah. The other thing I think is a good idea to bring if you are going to Mars. If you're going to Mars, by the way, you're not coming back. That's how I'm assuming it works. It's probably. Colonists, right? Yeah. 
That's what colonists do. They die wherever they're headed. I mean, my um, assumption is that I'm dead on the way, so I might as well, you know, <laughs> enjoy myself by just on by the reading plane. some yeah. books and listening to space. Some is scary, you know. It's <laughs> yeah. silent and there's rocks moving so fast. Yeah. Um, and uh, sorry, I just wanted to add also that I think the idea, if you're going to go off to the new world or whatever, is try to bring something that you're curious about and are looking forward to trying to learn how to do, but currently suck at. Hmm. Like knitting or something. Or, yeah, or, or the piano. <laughs> if you bring a small musical instrument, that's a great one because there's like almost no cap to how good you can get at playing a musical instrument. Um, so if you brought a flute or something, that's a good idea. Ooh, or a, yeah. uh, maybe a recorder. Reco don't bring a recorder to Mars. Come on. <laughs> Harmonica? Wow, judgy. Dang. Yeah, if you bring geez. a recorder to Mars, it'll turn out that there are Martian evil overlords because they'll hear us yeah. playing like September. It's all. You know, badly on our recorders. Hold on, that's what I'm playing. <laughs> I get to Mars with my recorder, and I'm playing September. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. going Earth, Wind, Fire. All right. I mean, but like, let's, yeah, let's there's go. three of you, and you're all out of tune, right? I I picture no. James as more of a girl from Ipomina kind of person as a first song on a recorder. That is a great album. That would be on my iPod. <laughs> it's true. Uh, okay, I'm going to take a quick detour break because uh, you talked about your coffee thing. Uh, and you have a new coffee thing. And I oh, I have a new coffee thing. And I quickly I do. want you to explain what it is, because oh, I don't I, know. I got a Japanese coffee siphon. Ah. And if you don't uh, already follow Graham's like, G-Vlog channel, there's an episode. It's probably one of the, I, I wouldn't say the most viewed, because obviously there's like the Game Nights episode and his new Olympic thing. But there's an episode where Graham and I go to a cafe, Seattle Coffee Works in Seattle, yep. and we have Japanese coffee siphon. And it's so cool. It is the most impractical, finicky, fragile coffee brewer I've ever had, uh, which is why they don't get showcased in a lot of cafes because things can go horribly wrong and they're expensive. And I love it so much. I so love I, it so much. I brought this up because I'm pretty sure the last time that I was on the show was with you. <laughs> yeah. And we, you bought a bripe. I, I think like during the yeah. show. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Literally during the show, I hit uh, checkout on the store there. And how was your bripe? good also very impractical i've used yeah. it twice uh, and i mean speaking of pumpkin spice lattes i did try a bripe pumpkin spice latte that was oh interesting my God. yeah uh, the bripe gets you about an ounce and a half of liquid so <laughs> <laughs> you know really wakes yeah. you up in the morning but i have so i have i mean this is my curse now. I have so many plans for content now, James. Just wait. Just wait for an episode where we go to, into a field somewhere or the forest and I pull out my bripe. Boy, will you all look silly then when I'm having delicious coffee. So it's a coffee pipe? I'm just Googling real quick here. Yeah, 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 yeah. The bripe, the bripe, it's it's brass Brewing or copper, whatever that metal is. All right. It's and then you have like silly. a little you have a little alchemy kit, a little blowtorch, and you, you you cook your coffee and then you sip it through. It's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. They're like the two the two ends of the spectrum of like how minimal can you be with coffee? Like if you literally wanted to cook have like fresh coffee in the middle of a jungle versus how much like a mad scientist alchemist can you look like while still making coffee? Yeah. I have the whole I have it all now. <laughs> all right. Uh all right. Let's move on to our next question. Uh this one is coming to us via Michael. Are there subjects that you could easily listen to the other two speak about for hours? Yes. Uh, no. Uh, Nelson, go ahead. <laughs> I could listen to either of you speak about anything you want for hours as long as you take my kids. 
wait, hold on. So <laughs> like so someone else has my kids and my dog and they're doing all that work. I can just, okay. you know, I'll just listen. It's fine. Okay. Nelly yeah. just wants a babysitter. Yeah, Nelly just wants to. Yeah, Nelly just wants a break. My other, fair. my other goof answer is, um, no, I can't do anything for hours. I don't have the attention span. I mean, the, the I think the the problem is for me. I don't think there's too many things that I could talk about for hours and feel confident in myself to be able to do so. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if both of you said no. <laughs> Um, uh, for me, I feel like I could, uh, listen to, uh, I mean, both of you talk about, uh, magic, especially stuff like Canadian Highlander. Um, I, I actually run, so, you know, Paul is on the other side of the, the camera right now doing all the tech stuff for this show. Um, and I do it for, um, North 100 and I do it for tap tap to concede as well, but for North 100, um, I don't play the format. I don't really care, but I'm I I sit and listen to every word that those three guys say, including Serge, and it would be including Nelson if he was there. I just find it really interesting because they're super passionate about it, and that's probably the answer. Is that I, I could probably listen to anybody talk about anything that they're really passionate about. Um, so, magic, um, coffee is super interesting, obviously, um, and. Uh, that's probably about it. I mean, serious really answer. Like? I have cumulatively probably listened to Serge talk about coffee for hours. And I was asking <laughs> him to tell me about it. And he gave me, like, when Serge and I first met, he was working at a coffee shop. And he had just left another coffee shop where he was the roaster. And he got to give me a tour down there. It was great. Yeah. I miss, remember a million years ago, Nelly, when life was simpler? And you were working at YJ? And I was unemployed because I was between jobs. Yes. And I wanted YJ to actually open on time. So I'd yes. like drive to your house and pick you up and take you down there. And we'd like open YJ together and just jam Highlander before anyone would walk in. Yeah, I remember. It's funny. Back in the day, I didn't think that story was so malicious. And now I realize, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I was just, he was just buying me, just, just getting me out of bed in the morning so that I, you're being could, kidnapped. Play magic with someone. Yeah. <laughs> magic with so i'd like swing my nelly's house i don't know what time yj would open if i didn't pick him up it was like 10 20 at the latest right you know i mean it the sign, nine no, the sign says ten, wait nine there's no, no way YJ ever opened he's never been open nine except yeah. for a tournament earlier yeah and then and then we'd start going to the parsonage and we'd just like grab one of the early morning tables and just like jam games the highlander while eating bagels and that was super cool and Serge press ganged his way into my heart. It's the truth of our <laughs> friendship. Look, Nelly was between me and the thing that I wanted to do, which was play magic. So I, I had to facilitate. The Katamari <laughs> rolled me up into his life. Yeah, that's fair. I think he kind of does that for a lot of people. I don't even remember how I met Serge. Just kept knocking on your door. He just, I think he just showed up one day and didn't go away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, obviously... I think the peop the answer people would expect was like Nelly and I would play magic or talk about magic and then James and I would talk about Minecraft, but specifically like yeah. Hermitcraft and you know the new third life shows and just sort of theory crafting, if we'd make our own show, like James and I could go back and forth on that for a very yeah, long time. Yeah, I feel like those are it, it it's interesting because the question is a little interesting when it's it's it almost feels like um like 
it's asking, I guess, what do you feel like these people? Because we're we're talking about conversations right now, which I think are a little bit different than what maybe the question is getting. Is at. it lectures? Do we mean? Yeah, lectures? like I right, so feel like what do you have most in common? <laughs> yeah, it's like what do you feel like this person could actually talk about at length and be good at it? All right, got it. Um, Music theory cheap? from Nelson. This is something we've never actually talked about, but I bet you Nelson would give a fascinating two-hour talk on the trombone. Mm. Or two-hour performance on the trombone, and you just played me a song. That'd be yeah, sweet. I could probably put something together that's both. Yeah, and I think I, James could give me a really interesting, like the the new history of music sort of Alan Cross style conversation, of walking mm. me through his record collection. I bet would, that would be really cool. That's another conversation or speak thing that I've never actually had with either of these people. Wow, music for both of you. It's huh. interesting. I think it's interesting because I I, I think. Um, in, in, when you ask friends this question, it's I think it's harder because you you tend to have a decent amount in common and you you tend to have those conversations back and forth. Um, so I like I don't think there like I don't feel like there's anything like I, like I can't think of anything that you would want to go do like a TED talk about, right? I don't know. It's weird. I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around this question. <laughs> We also have, like, the idea of our friends as these fellow entertainers that, like, you know, we feed off of during streams and we watch their streams. Like, we drop in on each other's home channels and stuff. And it's, like, we have, like, all of these already performance-driven understandings of each other. So then to add one to be, like, okay, what is the TED Talk that any of us mm. would give? It is kind of a tricky subject, right? Yeah. Here, it's like, here, okay, I've here's got a... the, yeah, here's the curveball, chat. James, James doesn't really talk a lot. It's true. Yeah. So, like... I'm pretty quiet. Desert bus setup, you know, we'll have like a 45 minute drive to go pick up a sofa and I'll just be uncomfortable silence until he turns on the, the radio. <laughs> Nelly and I, Nelly and I could talk about fluff for hours. I don't think Nelly likes silence. I'm okay with it. We'll get to a comfortable silence place, Serge. It'll happen. Okay. Yeah, see, that's the thing, Serge. It's just, it's an, it's an, it's a nice, comfortable silence between you and I. It's at least it's mean, comfortable for James. Yeah, exactly. By which I mean, I don't want to hear you talk. All right. Uh, <laughs> I think we have one more question. Yep. I think we have one more question. So let's move on to that from Andrew. Uh, if your co-presenters on this episode were household appliances, what would they be and what would their advertising slogan be? I mean, I feel like Serge would be a coffee maker. <laughs> uh, okay, sure. Or right? a vacuum cleaner. Or oh, he does like to vacuum. Likes to vacuum. I do. I he really does like do. to vacuum. Vacuum. I mean, I also like to vacuum, but not as much as Serge. I don't think I've ever met anybody who likes to vacuum <laughs> as much as Serge. I don't know if the viewer at home know this, but sometimes I'll show up at the moon base, <laughs> and if we have like five or ten minutes before our show starts and they, people are just chatting, I'll just grab the vacuum cleaner and start vacuuming the moon base. They were literally talking about that on Let's Know a, a week or two ago, and he'll like really? push us out of the way. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, it's, it's dirty. Uh, Agro. And people Super. are just in my way. Let yeah. me clean. Yeah. There were nine um, people in this room and then Serge got the vacuum out. And I it's mean, cleaner we, when he's done. I mean, can we make a coffee vacuum cleaner? I think I mean, a vacuum that's, cleaner that's a, is just, just to clean up the coffee grounds. That could be that's ooh. what a coffee siphon is. It's a vacuum extraction method. But oh, it, that's, that's literally fair. what it does. That's true. Although I do like the idea of a, uh, a specialized handheld vacuum cleaner to uh, clean up your coffee grounds. Yeah, and the slogan would be, keep it neat, it's a treat. And there's a picture <laughs> of like a latte. Perfect. All right, Serge, done. 
Uh, Nelson, what would Nelson be? I don't know why, but the first thing that came to mind was a blender. Mm. I owned I, a juicer for a week. I, <laughs> for whatever reason, I just feel that like... I watched that Netflix movie. Yeah. Nelson has to be simultaneously something very practical, but not something that everyone has. I thought you were going to say really loud, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that would, blender checks out. Not quite, because like not everybody has a blender, but the people mm -hmm. who have blenders love blenders. Do they? I have blenders a blender. I, I can't remember the last time I used my blender. But there's the other people who are like, every meal I have is liquid, and I throw like 17 bananas in these smoothies. Ugh. That's fair. That's All a right, big well, smoothie. Okay, so what's the point of this blender? I feel like we gave Serge a very specific thing. Uh, what there's is, a there's what like is a vegan blender? cooking tool that's really popular called a Vitamix. Yeah, I think it's also popular just among Vitamix moms is, with lots I mean, of kids. Yeah, yeah that's just like, a, yeah. Like, I know what a Vitamix is. Okay, you know what a Vitamix is. Okay, so so it's a Nelly mix. Yeah, maybe oh, a Nelly mix. The Nelly mix. The Nelly Get mix. all your favorite things in there and then make them all louder. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy all it's, of your favorite things yeah. with a straw. It's a Vitamix, but with a V8. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. I had the, uh, has anyone else seen Red Dwarf? You've probably all seen Red Dwarf. Oh, yeah. I kind of like attributing James to being the curmudgeonly toaster. Mm, like not, sure. not because the toaster has a few different lines and a few different sort of moods it gets into when the talky toaster is on and talk toasters in a couple episodes. But like James is like this toaster that's just like, Hey, I made you a bagel. Here you go. It's ready. Come get it. <laughs> the bagel's here. It's getting cold. Come get oh. your bagel. It's like yeah. he did something nice for you, but he's also kind of mad at you. <laughs> oh, wow. Ooh. I like I want to be a toaster that's just a little bit too small uh for anything <laughs> that you want to put in it. Like it's just a, <laughs> It's like you go out and buy bread. Just normal bread, the bread at the grocery store, fit. and it just doesn't quite fit and it just gets squished just a little bit. And and like there's a little part that's burned because it gets angled towards the the burners. It, or the yeah, toasters. when you squished it in, it yeah. pushed out and touched it. Wow. So James wants to be helpful in the least helpful way possible. Yeah, exactly. Although now I do want toast. I guess the slogan would Sorry. just be like, I guess De that meme. <laughs> just yeah, just the I guess meme, or just deal yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Oh no. Wow. This is a I. I I would buy all of these appliances. Uh, a, a, a single use vacuum cleaner, a toaster that kind of burns stuff in stupid ways because it doesn't fit, and the loudest Vitamix that's ever existed. Yeah, this kitchen sounds great. I, I love it. <laughs> it's They're all going to stay on my countertop and never get used. Mm. Uh, all right. I think that is all the questions that we had today. Uh, so thank you everybody for uh, hanging out with us for this month. Um, the show will be back next month with a brand new set of three folks. Um, I don't remember who, but uh, again, if you become a YouTube member or are a YouTube member already, you are the ones who get to ask questions. So keep an eye out for that question uh, uh, post early in October. And yeah, we really appreciate all the support that you give us here on YouTube through the memberships or over at the Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run. Uh, that's it. Thanks to Serge and Nelly for hanging out today. Thanks to Paul for uh, running all the tech. Uh, thanks to Heather for getting these things up. Uh, it's been fun, and we'll see you all later. Ho, Bye. ho, ho, happy podcast. <laughs> and to all a good see you next time. Bye. <laughs>